0: You're listening to Watching Friends on the HyperX Podcast Network.
1: Hello, welcome to another episode of Watching Friends. This is season three, episode 10, the one where Rachel quits. I'm Mark, and I'm an alien! I'm an alien! I'm an alien! I'm Ryan, and I can see you from my peephole. That is more creepy than you can imagine. <laughs> it is. <laughs> uh, before we get into this episode, quick bit of uh, Friends news update, I guess. Bom, bom, bom. Uh, Matthew Perry's book is out soon.
0: It's, it's been out, it felt like it's been out soon for a long time. Uh, yeah,
1: they announced it like, near the start of the year right For I think it's an October release date at this point. Uh, I don't know where these posts come from because they're just like meme pages that seem to somehow get hold of some nugget of information. And this one is like the the first line or the first paragraph of the book is like, hi, I'm Matthew Perry, but you might know me by another name, Matty. And it's like, "Mm, no, none of, like only his friends know him as Matty, first
0: off. Yeah, if if I've bought your book to read, I probably don't know you that well.
1: No, exactly. And then the next line is, and I should be dead. It's like, dun, 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 what's the rest of the book about? Like... Oh. And I assume, I, I, I guess we can assume uh, what he's referring to there, probably like his addiction and a bunch of other things, right? Uh, like most celebrities. I mean, has, has it been verified? Do we know that's the first I line? don't know. Like I say, this is meme pages that have somehow got this information, like where are they getting this from?
0: Uh, but it might be the first page. We should uh, email his agent and ask for an advance copy. We should do, we yes. Should. But for all
1: our four listeners.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Uh,
1: but I think we should get straight into this episode now. With that, we can talk about the book when uh, when it comes when it out. It drops. Yeah. Uh, so yes, the one where Rachel quits. I Wish I could quit.
0: In general. Or yeah, just yeah, yeah, just, <laughs> just everything. The right? podcast. Yeah, just, just
1: everything would be great. Uh, we're at Central Perk, and Chandler is reading the comics in the newspaper when Gumpher comes over to chat to Rachel.
2: Mm, I don't. I don't know. Well, as old as he is in dog years, do you think Snoopy should still be allowed to fly this thing? Rachel? Yeah? You remember when you first came here, how you spent two weeks getting trained by another waitress? Oh, sure. Do you need me to train somebody new?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Good one. (laughs) Actually, uh, Terry wants you to take the training again. Whenever.
2: Uh, Do you believe that? Yeah?
1: So, yeah, she needs to do the training again. Wow, it's embarrassing. Yeah, I do like the way she's like, oh, do you want me to train someone after a year? And it's like, no, you no. need to do that again. Considering the, the training that he does give her in a little bit, doesn't seem that complex. It's just plates over there, cups there, that's a machine to make coffee.
0: Yeah, I don't know how you would fail that training, Or, but I mean, Rachel is magically inept at this job.
1: Yeah. Uh, so... You know, have you ever been asked to repeat training at a job? I probably have. Like, there's, there's probably always something where they because most jobs, they give you a thick tick textbot, textbook of training, and there's always, like, something there where you glossed over it, or, yep. you know, they, they need to bring it up now, because it's important, especially if you're doing, like, till work or whatever. Fair. They'll be like, oh, you know, we do this thing now that
0: is in the book, but
1: you haven't done it ever before for reasons.
0: I mean, the nature of my job uh you know new stuff gets brought out and i have to train on you know how to fix that uh and there's certain training i need to repeat like annually or one of them's quarterly um just so like it's super important to my job so make sure make sure legally we know he's done it so he's covered yeah um it's fine but I mean, I feel like if I was asked to to repeat the basic training that I got given, I'd be insulted. I'd just be like, "Are you kidding me?" Like, I know how to do my job. Like, fair enough, this is new and shiny. Like, let's learn how to do it. But can you repeat the basics? I'd be like, "Well, I can't swear." But yeah, yeah, why <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> well, you know, she she's clearly aghast
1: at this. Uh, but but sadly, Chandler knows all too well. <laughs> with his uh, with his nodding, <laughs> yeah, he knows.
0: You know, she's bad at the job.
1: Uh, we then get the friends intro. Uh, at the friend's apartment, we get to meet a neighbor we've never seen before, and he's uh, bought some cookies off a of Girl Guide. Well, the the Brown Birds of America.
0: Yep. So same same thing, I guess. Yeah, I mean, you, you know what it is when you look at it, but yeah. I don't know if it's real. Does that really exist
1: in New York? I, I did I did do a quick look up. I couldn't find anything that wasn't friends related to do with it. I assume they can't use Girl Guides because like the Scouts famously copyright and trademark everything, and mm. you know you can't you can't use that sort of. Image, I guess because they probably had a a negative image for like a long, long period of time, right?
0: I suppose the the Scouts have a a checkered history, I guess, in terms of their founder and their origin.
1: Yeah, but I'm thinking of like TV shows, like they're always like the dweebs and, you know, oh, look, it's it's a Boy Scout over there. You know, like they're never seen in in a positive light. It's always seen as a bit... Yeah, yeah, the the weedy kids kind of do that sort of stuff. So, you know, I'm I'm sure they're trying to protect their image um but yeah you you get the idea of of who this is and at the same time in the uk like the girl guides and the scouts here they don't come around bringing cookies to to sell to you to raise funds nope uh i can't remember any fundraising that we ever did for for ours. i think there might have been something like an open day or something
0: yeah i think when i was in scouts and cubs we had like uh like a bake sale where like your you job for the week before was to go home and make cakes and stuff for the new one and you'd come in and then all the parents would come in and you know 50p a cake or whatever.
1: I, f- I feel like that you had to pay to be in Scouts. It's not a lot. I feel like the parents had to put like a small amount in.
0: Yeah, it does faintly ring a bell. But being a kid, I didn't really pay anything. No. I just turned up and did, did scout things. No, whereas in America,
1: you know, it's, it's, it's famous, I guess, for, you know, every so often
0: they're bringing around cookies selling you to, to raise funds. Yeah, it's definitely like an Americana cliche, I guess. Yep.
1: Chandler and Ross appear up the stairs, and I couldn't help notice uh, the artwork and the plants are in the hallway. Uh, it's hard to, you know, to, to make it out, but, uh, you know, perhaps it was to make this scene a bit more interesting because it is a different floor of the building. Fair, true. And, and I'm guessing it's the same set and they're like, oh, we'll dress it up. So it
0: looks different, but it looks way fancier than the boys floor. Yeah. Like it's normally just a transitional set. So you don't need to put too much effort into it. Cause it's like, it's just a corridor yeah. to the doors. But, but yeah, this had all paint work up and it had plants. So it looked quite nice. Yeah. Uh, so you know
1: I was wondering if maybe the fancy apartments are also here because it's a lower floor as well if the boys are going upstairs well, normally in a building it gets fancier the higher you go you would think so yeah, yeah. Uh, Ross thinks uh, Chandler has no backhand now because they've, they've just come back from playing racquetball squash, squash yeah. well they are two separate things are they yeah I just thought it was a silly American name for squash we, we discussed this in a previous episode uh, I think it's the length of the court changes the name or something like that oh, it's, yeah. it's such a subtle difference
0: a hey, difference is a difference
1: uh, but yeah so they they play racquetball but squash is fine i enjoy both if you can't be pedantic on a podcast where can you <laughs> <a> <laughs> pedantic? Mark? uh so yeah so ross thinks shana has no backhand and as ross has shown him his skills he accidentally hits the girl and somehow breaks her leg that's quite a whack if you're like breaking her leg well she's only like a step and a half up the stairs when you whacks her
0: Yes. So I can only assume she like, staggers backwards and then falls on it awkwardly.
1: I assume she got hit in the face and like, yeah, has
0: fallen and then somehow broke her leg in the fall, which is probably worse than being hit in the leg. Yeah, yeah I'd imagine so. I mean, there's a TV show that's a long, long-running TV show on British TV called Casualty yep. um, that's set in an, well, an accident emergency department at a hospital. And it's famous for these really elaborate, ridiculous accident stunts that they have at the start of each episode where well they have it have it at the start right
1: where they have an elaborate accident which sets off the scene although in recent years they have that and you're like oh oh he's like you know he's on some step ladders holding a a toaster and he's above a pool he's gonna fall and electrocute himself but he doesn't because what you don't notice is across the fence uh, is some guy with a barbecue who somehow puts his face on it and he's the
0: accident yeah. instead, right? <laughs> to like, start playing up to it because it got, it got memed, essentially. Yeah. Oh, look, it's a ridiculous accident where a man's done seven cartwheels off a log and it's yeah. just like, <laughs> it's stupid. But I I'm kind of, I'm not that I want to watch a kid get hurt, but I wish this scene had been a little bit more elaborate in the sense of, give me some indication of how Ross actually managed to break the girl's leg. Yeah. Um, although I do have a friend that broke a girl's leg once and it reminded me, this episode reminded me of it. <laughs> we were at hockey practice, ice hockey for, you know, people who assume it was field hockey, it wasn't, it was ice, um, and I wasn't really paying attention to what was going on, I was getting some water, and then I just heard this, like, child girl scream, like, eh, a horrible high-pitched scream, and I look up, and my friends just, like, stood over, my friend at the time was probably, like, 20, Um and yeah, it smashed this girl into the boards and broke her leg. Now, wow. I say that it's propaganda. I don't know what happened. <laughs> Apparently, the girl fell out and broke her leg. But to this day, we still tease him about the time he broke a child's leg. But <laughs> <laughs> that's what this reminded me of. But he wouldn't have gone and sold cookies for her. Well, because that central perk, Ross is feeling pretty bad, you know, which I
1: understand. Well, yeah, you broke a kid's leg, like yeah. you should feel mortified. Uh, and, you know, he wants to do something to make her feel better. Uh, whilst the gang are not all that supportive. Uh, you know, I kind of get it. They kind of want to distance themselves from Ross. And, you know, uh, uh, an older gentleman uh, dealing with a young girl. There's always like a the, uh, dodginess there, I guess, potentially.
0: I mean, they're more mucking him for the fact he broke a girl's leg than ridiculing him for, you know, making an effort. I guess,
1: I guess so, yeah. Uh, Joey uh, also has to leave, though, uh, to sell some Christmas trees, but Phoebe's is against that now. But
0: she forgot she was against it,
1: and then remembered she was against it, which is a very Phoebe thing to do. Yeah, this must get so draining for the gang, Uh, but let's hear that.
2: Then I gotta go sell some Christmas trees. Have fun. Oh wait, no, don't! I forgot, I am totally against that now. What, me having a job? No, no, I am against innocent trees being cut down in their prime and their their corpses grotesquely dressed in, like, tinsel and twinkly lights. (laughs) Hey, how do you sleep at night? Well, I'm pretty tired from lugging the trees around. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, hey, Phoebe, listen, you got this all wrong. Those trees were born to be Christmas trees. They're fulfilling their life purpose by, by making people happy.
0: Really? Yes. (laughs)
2: Yes. <laughs> yes. And uh, uh, the trees are happy, too, because for most of them, it's their only chance to see New York.
1: So, yeah, Joey thinks that she's got it all wrong. They're fulfilling their life purpose being Christmas trees. Yeah, their Christmas are, destiny. Yeah, well, I quite like that idea. And uh, it's funny how easy it is to
0: ma- manipulate Phoebe. It is, but it's a very sweet sentiment. But yeah, Phoebe will just fall for it I because it's sweet.
1: Like, she does like to play up on all these things. Certainly, um, oh, in the Pottery Barn episode. Mm-hmm. She is, you know, I'm against this now. It's like, oh, fine, how do it? Like, trying to be friends with her would be, you know, walking on eggshells, I think, at times
0: yeah i think i mean i don't know i think I'd, I'd probably run out of patience quite quickly and just be like what are you against this week like if you have like a few really strong convictions that we you know as a friendship group we'd adapt to so if you're there okay we wouldn't go here because you're against the way this company farm whatever um but yeah if every other thursday it was a new kind of activist crusade she decided to run for i'd be like Ugh. <laughs> like how long will this last By like monday afternoon is she going to be completely forget it exists yeah
1: uh, Gunther is teaching Rachel how to do her job, and this is where we learn she's been doing the job for two and a half years at this point. Uh, so firstly, you know, maybe Gunther should have said something earlier, or Terry, Yep. and this is one of the last times we hear of, about Terry anyway. He doesn't exist this after this, he's like, no, no. away. Uh, you know, despite doing it for that long, she still doesn't know how to do the job. Like, come on, you, after two and a half years, even if you're terrible, you pick up things or... You know, the other staff
0: members will say something to you, right? Yeah, I feel like after two and a half years, you'd accidentally be doing more right than wrong. Yeah. Like, surely.
1: And then we go to Ross. He's at the little girl's house uh, in a bedroom alone with her. Huh? And that's why I brought up the previous coin, because it starts getting a little bit weird because her parents seem overly comfortable with this setup. You know, there's a strange man that's just broken your daughter's leg in her bedroom with
0: her. Yeah. I get where you're going with this. I get what you're saying. But I think a lot of that is modern eyes and the world we live in.
1: Um, Perhaps. I mean, even if you take away Ross being a man and her being a little girl,
0: it's still a stranger in a child's bedroom. I remember being a kid um, and there being like kind of old people in the neighborhood that were just, Oh, that's the nice old man around the corner. So if, you know, if. He offered you sweets, you because <laughs> he was the nicer man around the corner. Like there wasn't this like sinister kind of implied edge. No. Um, whereas I guess yeah, you would look at it nowadays and go, I would never let a random man into my daughter's bedroom.
1: But, well, the the other part of it is this is the man who broke your daughter's leg as well. Yeah.
0: Uh, would you like to leave them alone together? I mean, I felt at that point, weirdly, biologically, like he's probably quite nice and sweet, even that he's took the effort to come visit. Yeah, I'd be thinking, what else is he going to break? <laughs>
1: uh, you know, it turns out that she was selling cookies, though, so she could go to space camp, and her whole room is absolutely covered in space stuff.
2: You really like all this space stuff, huh?
1: <laughs> yeah, my dad says if I spend as much time helping clean apartments as I do daydreaming about outer space, he'd be able to afford a trip to the Taj
2: Mahal. I think you'd have to clean a whole lot of apartments to go all the way to India. <laughs> No, the one in Atlantic City. Dad loves the slots.
1: <laughs> he says he's going to double the college money my grandma left me.
2: Huh. Well, good luck to Dad.
1: And then Ross wonders how many more boxes she would have to sell to win, uh, like the selling contest. He'd have to buy 400 boxes at least to win, um, and he
0: very quickly realizes that's a lot of money. Yeah, it is. It's like, what, in these 400 boxes at $5 a piece. Yeah. What, two grand? Easy. So, damn, yeah. Uh,
1: This scene to me is quite a sad scene. As the girl mentions, like, her dad is a massive gambler.
0: And it's, you know, it's played for last, but it's still pretty dark. Yeah, like, it's really weird in the sense that it's supposed to be piling things, you know, onto Ross like oh look, you broke her leg and she hasn't got a mum around. It's just her dad and he's got and it's supposed to make Ross feel worse and worse and worse and push Rush into Ross into doing something nice. But it, when you actually think about it, like we'd like to overthink on this show, it is horribly dark. This girl's, you know I mean she mentions at one point she wants to watch TV but they don't have one, so her dad the neighbour's going to push the TV to the window so she can watch it. Yeah, because
1: her dad seems to sell everything for money because of his gambling addiction.
0: Yeah, at one point, Russ asks her what a second prize is, and she says, well, I can't remember what it was, but goes, she's like, I prefer something dad can't sell. And you're just like, oh, no, he's <laughs> yeah. so sad, like this poor girl. Um, yeah, so, you know, enough guilt gets checked on Russ. And, and some of the jokes kind of make me feel
1: like lower rent comedy. Certainly maybe a Joey joke uh, comes out from, like, this scene. I don't know, like, I just, I just don't like the way people are laughing. It. at It's like, oh, it's funny her dad's a horrible gambler and neglects his daughter. And
0: when... I think they do a good job of skewing the humour to be like, I think it's mostly probably credit to David Trimmer, who manages to hear the, the dark sentence and his face is like, oh my God, now I've really got to help this girl. Because it's, I don't think you're laughing at her situation. No. It's more laughing at Ross and, like, how can he possibly make up for this? And it keeps getting harder to make up for.
1: I think you're laughing at, like, her responses and stuff. But it's only when you think about it that you're like, oh, actually, no, this is actually quite horrible.
0: Yeah, the way she did was like, Dad loves the slots. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's really funny. Yeah, yeah.
1: Uh, before the next scene, uh, we get a new shot of New York, and it looks like winter time with the Twin Towers in the background. It's always interesting to see shots with the Twin Towers in. Yeah, it's, it's
0: surreal, I guess now.
1: Yeah, because uh, that's like the famous New York scene. Like, even today, you'll still see pictures of that. And you're like, yeah, that's New York. Yeah. If they put uh, the the
0: Freedom Tower or One World Trade Center in, it doesn't look like the New York skyline, does it? Well, I guess it does to me now, because I've been visited so many times. But yeah, like, classically, it's the two towers.
1: Uh, Ross is at an apartment building, and he's selling brown bird cookies. Uh, He knocks on one woman's door, and we get a first-person view through a peephole of Ross. Uh, not through uh, your little peephole. Not my people. someone else's.
0: Uh, yeah, Ross looks creepy and weird there, right? Yeah, he does, yeah. <laughs> and that's most of the time for a peephole, it's even worse.
1: Uh, but the woman has already dialed 911, instead of actually going, he just goes to knock on another door. I mean, I'd probably do that. Like, I know she's like a, an old crank, probably like twitching the curtains, staring at everyone, you know, calling police over nothing, right? But... You know, someone tell me they're calling the police because you know they're upset. I'm like, I'm
0: probably gonna leave just in case. I mean, if I ever knock a door that's got a peephole, I always put my finger over it. Do you? <laughs> don't know why. It's immature, and stupid. But I'm like, nope. Well, looking at your laptop now, you don't have a
1: uh, piece of tape over your your webcam. I'm not, I'm not mental.
0: <laughs> no, you're not Mark Zuckerberg. <laughs> no, I just, I just, I just think it's funny that they're trying to peep for the whole. But you can't see
1: me. I find it entertaining. Oh, maybe uh, they've already dialed nine one one.
0: Many people are no. I, mean, I don't know I don't remember the last time I knocked a stranger's door, but yeah, it's just, yeah I just find it funny. At
1: the Christmas tree market, Joey is doing his job uh, when Phoebe appears and she thinks uh, she was being a little judgmental um, when she sees a pretty dead Christmas tree. And now she's going to get upset because, you know, the old ones, they go in the chipper.
0: Elevesh like, what does that no. not sound? What yeah, do no. I think that's not as fun as it sounds? No, the, like, like, like
1: chipper, chipper sounds like, chipper. A, it's a great word, isn't it? Yeah. Chipper. Uh, you know, got to love the music as she sees a tree getting murdered.
0: Yeah, again, Lisa Goodrow's fantastic her facial reactions yeah. are so horrified and so overly dramatic, it's brilliant.
1: I do like the way she is at the start though, going, oh, you know, maybe I was a little judgmental about all this. Let me check it out again. And then, nope, she was perfectly within her rights. Yep, this
0: poor tree but, getting shredded.
1: I do have to wonder
0: why they have so many dead Christmas trees. Like, Christmas trees don't die that quickly. I mean, if it's like normal retail, Christmas probably started in the middle of September. Potentially, yeah. they've just had trees there for weeks at this point.
1: Potentially. Uh, Ross is uh, trying to sell cookies to his friends at Central Perk, but they only want just a box, uh, especially of the cream-filled Jesuses.
2: And these come in the shapes of your favourite Christmas characters. Santa, Rudolph, and baby Jesus. (laughs) All right. I'll take a box of the cream-filled Jesuses. (laughs) Wait a minute, one box? Come on, I'm trying to send a poor little girl to space camp. I'm putting you down for five boxes. Chandler, what about you? Uh, All right, do you have any uh, coconut-flavored deities? (laughs) No, but uh, there's coconut in the Hanukkah Menorios. (laughs) Tell you what, I'll put you down for eight boxes, one for each night. (laughs) Mom? All right, I'll take one box of the mint treasures. One, and that's it. I started gaining weight after I joined the Brown Birds. Remember, Dad bought every one of my boxes and I ate them all. Uh, No, Mom, uh, Dad had to buy every one of your boxes because you ate them all. (laughs) But, uh, you know, I'm sure that's not gonna happen this time. Why don't I just put you down for three of the mint treasures and just a couple of the Rudolphs? No. Oh, come on now, you know you want them. Don't, don't, don't don't do this. I'll tell you what, Ma, I'll give you the first box for free.
1: So Ryan, uh, would you put uh, a cream-filled Jesus into your mouth? I would put a cream-filled Jesus in my mouth. Yeah, would you enjoy that, yeah? Sure, it would taste great. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, Uh, except for for Monica. She started gaining weight after joining the Brown Birds because she ate all the boxes.
0: I love that joke. It, it's, <laughs> it's, it's so good. It's just like, no man, he had to buy that. <laughs> we like to twist the perspective that makes it really funny.
1: Yeah, I, I do like the kind of like drug type references. Like, you know, how about I just give you the first box for, for free? free yeah. <laughs> Gotta
0: avoid that temptation.
1: Uh, yeah, so, you know, Ross is trying to ignore her concerns and she won't get fat again eating all these boxes. Uh, you know, I can understand it. You know, she, she knows what her vices are and tries to avoid them
0: to stay in shape. I mean, given the size she currently is, to get back to, you know, fat Monica size, she'd have to eat an awful lot of cookies. Yes, I think so. Like, an incredibly insane amount of cookies for an incredibly insanely long time. Like, no, it's not happening. But I get the fear still there.
1: Well, thinking about cookies, I think we should have a quick break. What's that? majestically cresting the horizon as it makes its way into port. Why, it's the brand new HyperX Armada monitors, mounts, and arms. Both the HyperX Armada 25 and 27 gaming monitors come bundled with a sturdy HyperX Armada mount and arm. If you need every split second of advantage when gaming, the Full HD Armada 25 and its 240Hz refresh rate are for you. If you like to soak in the graphical majesty of your gaming, you'll be eyeing the Quad HD Armada 27, with an 165 hertz refresh rate. Set sale for HyperX.com or Amazon.com to start making your display armada.
2: Previously on Chat of the Wild. Dude, did anyone get all the bugs for Agatha? No, no, I meant to, and I even had a bug that I like could have given back to her and I forgot. That bug is gone well, for Don't go in minute.
0: there if if you do and then not give it to her. Yeah, I know. She can smell
2: it on you. She knows, I know you have Books. I know if you're holding out on me. <laughs> I can <laughs> smell it. Did anyone get um, all the pose? No. No, God, no.
0: Chat of the Wild, breaking down Zelda and Zelda-like games, one dungeon at a time. Wednesdays on the HyperX Podcast Network.
1: Hello, fans. As part of the HyperX Podcast Network, we're letting you know that this year is HyperX's 20th birthday. To celebrate, they're offering some great deals on their award-winning gaming gear, if you're in the market for a new headset, a new microphone, blue light blocking eyewear or any number of other high quality HyperX products, head on over to HyperX20.com to check out all the birthday deals. Once again, check out HyperX's 20th birthday sale over at HyperX, that's 20.com.
2: In a world with too many comic book podcasts and not enough deep dives into your favourite super- One podcast stands as a shining beacon in a world of pain and darkness. Yeah, yeah, darkness. Yeah, lots of darkness. Bunch of dark stuff. Superhero stuff you should know. That's us. Andrew, why are you talking like that? I'm the movie voice guy now. I'm the new movie voice guy, and it's time for you to listen to Superhero Stuff You Should Know.
1: Uh, so we have, like, unused concept art, unmade scripts,
0: unmade superhero movies, all check us out at Superhero Stuff You Should Know.
2: Ben, you should do a movie voice guy voice. Guy voice.
0: Uh, I would, but
1: I think we're out of time. Superhero Stuff You Should Know, part of the HyperX Podcast Network.
2: Part of the HyperX Podcast Network. I just said that.
1: Well, whilst uh, Ryan takes off the, uh, the cream-filled juices off his beard... Yep, get, out of my beard. get <laughs> yeah. off my chin. Uh, we're back with Gunfo still showing Rachel around, including why not trap spiders under cups and leave them, which I think is a great joke. <laughs> uh, certainly, you know, we've all been there where there's someone in the household who hates spiders and you are the spider killer or catcher, hopefully.
0: That is me in my house. Yep.
1: Uh, I like the idea of just going, yep, I've solved your spider problem is under the cup. It is imprisoned. Walk <laughs> around it now. <laughs> I'm just leaving it there uh, and seeing how long they'll last for, because I don't think that person would last very long.
0: What made me really sad was when I found out that I was like, I won't kill the spiders, I will just put them outside. Which then, because they're house spiders, they die anyway because they're not equipped to survive outside. And I was like, oh, all those spiders of the earth. I thought I was, you know, bravely saving. I've actually just condemned to a different form of death.
1: Well, you, there, there's two things. Some people say house spiders are house spiders. I don't think they actually are. I think they're naturally meant to be outside uh but also some people say actually these are spiders who have gone inside looking for like mates and now are trapped in your house because there are no mates there they're all outside under you know the decking or in the bushes or whatever so perhaps you did them a favor
0: what so all the spiders that are trapped to my house are just frustrated thirsty <laughs> male spiders <laughs> yes
1: just being like There's no women in here. <laughs> yeah you know it's, it's like a wasp isn't it it finds a way in for the tiniest gap possible and then it's like i can't get back out again i'm stuck here so i'm just gonna buzz around and be annoying I like
0: wasps. Well, I don't like wasps. I just feel bad that they get ridiculed so heavily. And it's just, you know, just how nature designed them. I just hate them. Uh,
1: Just like the way that Rachel hates her job. She does. Uh, Joey wonders why she's still here and not doing fashion stuff she wanted. And that's where we get our next clip.
2: But, Rach, wasn't it supposed to be a temporary thing? I thought you wanted to do fashion stuff. Well, yeah, I'm still pursuing that. How exactly are you pursuing that? (laughs) You know, other than sending out resumes like, uh, what, two years ago? Well, I'm also sending out good thoughts. If you ask me, as long as you got this job, you got nothing pushing you to get another one. You need the fear. The fear? He's right. If you quit this job, you then have motivation to go after a job you really want. Well, then how come you're still at a job that you hate? I mean, why don't you quit and get the fear? <laughs> because I'm too afraid.
1: I've got to say, that's probably my joke of
0: the episode.
2: My joke. My joke. He did again. No, stop saying it. Yeah. <laughs> we do this every episode. <laughs> my joke, we my clearly
0: joke. have similar tastes in French <laughs> jokes. We do. It's... it's- Again, for me, a lot of the jokes in Friends are more about the, deli- the delivery than the line. It's like, I'm too afraid. <laughs> and it's so Chandler as well. Like, it's just perfect.
1: Well, even, even just getting the fear, like everything they say, you're like, yeah, that's true. Like, I, I'm happy. Well, I'm not. I'm unhappy in my current job, but it's safe enough that I don't want to look for something else. You do need the fear to like push you and get that energy. And I, I like that being the phrase, like, you need the fear to,
0: to. I half agree and half disagree because I don't hate my job. But it's not my dream job of what I'd want to do. If I quit my job tomorrow, that wouldn't make it any easier for me to get the job I want. No. So the, I'd, I'd, I'd have the fear and I'd also have no money and lose my house because <laughs> it would just be well, like, great, I quit my job. Is anyone giving me the job I want? No. Well, okay, then I'm screwed. But I guess you would try harder. Yeah, I think it depends what you want to do. Like, I, you know, given that my view would be like a somewhat creative endeavor, I need to actually do it. Oh, I thought you'd want to be a playboy philanthropist and model. Mm, I don't think I'm qualified <laughs> no, for any of those things. <laughs> no, don't think so. Um, but yeah, I get the idea that, you know, when you're in your, you need to push yourself out of your comfort zone to try and get what you want. Um, but yeah, I don't think the fear is real. No. It's, it's just irresponsible to me.
1: It it is in this situation, but if you uh, have savings and stuff, you know, perhaps you know, having the fear uh, is a good motivation for you rather than just kind of coasting. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, So yeah, so she needs to quit her job and have the motivation to get the one that she really wants, which is
0: true. Like you know, she has been coasting there. She wasn't meant to be there two and a half years. I mean, it did happen. You do get comfortable in jobs and just kind of go, "Cool, this is my life now," and because you're busy enjoying other areas of your life because obviously for the majority of people work isn't their life so you know, oh, you know you've got nice friends you moved to the city you're dating a boy you've liked years, and you know you're, you're happy changing your job just kind of doesn't really think occur to you a lot because you're like oh well life's good because
1: maybe I, I guess like changing, changing like doing job searching is like one of the worst things ever so it's nearly up there with buying a house yep like just being ghosted all the time not having the right CV the stress of it all like it's just easier not to bother right
0: yeah. Plus, I do, a lot of times I feel like it's jumping out of a fire into a frying pan. Like, unless you're drastically changing the industry you're in, your job's not going to be that different because you're probably going to get hired for jobs you've got experience in. So, you're really just kind of swapping a spade for a shovel. You, P- you're potentially. Still, you're still digging. Uh, but she's decided that
1: she's a terrible waitress. She doesn't care and she doesn't want to do this anymore. She quits. Which I think, yeah, like she's got to the point where, yeah, she does want to leave. And this is where I think, you know, poor Gunther. Blessing. Uh, yeah, he's upset. And uh, poor boys, they're going to have to start paying for coffee. She really is bad at <laughs> her job. <laughs> yeah. uh, Ross and Chandler um, are adding up sales of his cookies, or boobies on the calculator. I mean, everyone does it. Of course. Yep. That's the first thing you do. That's how you test the calculator is out. It Make working? sure it's got all the numbers.
0: It's Buzz boobs. Yeah, it's fine.
1: Yeah. <laughs> uh, Monica needs more mint treasures, though. Ross is cutting her off. She can quit any time she wants, right? No, she's, she's definitely gone. Well, it's like...
0: Ross, you got her into this. Why are you cutting her off? Surely she'd be like, yeah, more mint treasures. Because in Ross's mind, the competition's over so he can stop exploiting his sister's sugar needs because the game's over. Well, because it does turn out that Ross has sold 512
1: boxes uh, and he found the key to his success, the munchies. Smart. Uh, this he- is why
0: Ross is a doctor. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> uh, he was sitting up the NY- NYU dorms around midnight. He's now known as Cookie Dude.
0: Yeah. St- still still creepy? No, no, it's great. Because now he's selling cookies to late teens, early 20s stoners who are just like, cookie
2: dude.
0: And I find that idea hilarious that there's just this middle-aged man striding around <laughs> catching stoners in the munchies. It's such a good idea. Like, why am I doing this? I feel like yeah. I could make a side hustle of just selling cookies to stoners and just walk around halls.
1: Well, you know, the other way to look at it is, is a mid-30s man wandering around the NYU dorms offering cookies to people. <laughs>
0: That's yeah, such a dark mind. Yeah. I'm like, um, like, stoners get happy, I get money. It's win-win. And you're like, he's going to touch the children.
1: <laughs> well, it is Ross. We know uh, from later on what he gets up to with the students. So. Yeah, at one point, he's an inappropriate you you, student. <laughs> yeah. You're not wrong. Uh, but yeah, so so future job for you is uh, hitting up uh, apartment buildings and student dorms yeah. <laughs> offering cookies to be hoping that they uh, take drugs. little tuck shop in the corridor. It'd be great. It, it, this kind of reminds me of, um, I think it was like 21 Jump Street. Street, which i don't know if it's a film you've ever seen mm-hmm. and they they go to college at the start of the film because they're, they're basically undercover cops and they're like hey we've got to fit in make sure you wear the backpack on like you know one arm you know it can't be a two-armer but everyone there is two arms backpack yep. and they're like trying to be what college students were when they were at college not what they are now and i feel like that's your impression is you go they're going, hey where, where where's everyone who's doing weed and they're like we don't do weed who does drugs it no one smokes or does anything
0: yeah, but more. I don't that very much. Actually, I <laughs> yeah. feel like I feel like looking that one. Look, I could probably find the snowiest pretty quickly. <laughs> Just, Just like...
1: standing on the street corner with your McDonald's cup. <laughs> yeah. uh, Rachel needs some help with her resumes. Mm-hmm. Is that how you'd say it?
0: Resume. Yeah. Yep.
1: Uh, CV. Curriculum
0: vitae. I like resume because it sounds fancier. I like CV. CV sounds like some kind of test. Resume sounds more American. <laughs> <laughs> Resume sounds French to me. It does, yes. Uh,
1: she's, uh, she's got good friends uh, who are helping her to pack and lick every envelope. Uh, she's definitely got the fear.
0: She's got the stress now. Yeah. <laughs> the fear has made its way all the way to stress. Uh,
1: if you ever need help sending off CVs, I'm not helping you do this. Why not? One, you can email. Yeah, I can say. That's right. 2020. I, I, I have actually um, posted out CVs in the past because I think it does work. It does get you noticed. If you... Write to them and post it off. One, you know it's arrived. And two, they've got like a physical copy in front of them rather than just email just on the computer. There's something more physical about it. Um, It does get expensive,
0: but potentially is a tactic to get you noticed. Um, I remember when I worked at a comic book store, people would send CVs in all the time they're like oh my god it must be so cool to work at a comic you store could you just do. read comics all day don't yeah, you and i'm like wrong <laughs> <laughs> so be like i'm tired of the magic organ you know it's a job like it's if only it was just sitting there drinking and reading comics but uh people would send cvs in all the time and people would include photos on their cvs sometimes and the first time i saw that i was like what the devil I was like who would put a photo of themselves on the cv um and then the cv was quite good and then the, the people were gonna like hire this person i was like can't hire him and when i'm like equal opportunities it's unfair like, there's, there's so much unconscious bias going on right now with this CV that like you shouldn't ever put a photo of yourself on a CV.
1: I think a lot of um, industry people do it now, definitely. Like, if you're in a suit and stuff, um, especially with, like, LinkedIn and things where you have, like, your, your face on there anyway, you do you see it a lot more often. I feel like it's creepy and leads to too many gunthers potentially uh, you're right there, there probably is some biases there like it, especially if you're more attractive right you're definitely going to be like oh look attractive person yeah and there's going to be that internal bias that you don't realize exists uh at the same time maybe it does help you get you know because people look at you and go oh they don't look like a complete weirdo they do look like a normal person
0: i guess but i feel like the cv should speak for itself and the interview your opportunity to to sell yourself yes definitely yeah yeah
1: yeah uh But yeah, so Rachel's got the fear, but it's okay, because Joey has great news. Uh, He's heard of a a place that has an opening, and he can try to get her a job interview as well. Uh, But he's got even better news. Uh, Snow in a can! (laughs) Who doesn't love snow in a can? (laughs) Yeah, it's great, right? I mean, it's a pain to to get it off afterwards, which is why you leave it on all year round. Mm -hmm. Uh, But yeah, snow in a can's great.
0: I remember being a kid, and my favourite bit of decorating the house was spraying the windows with fake snow. (laughs) And I remember creeping up behind my sister once, and I was going to spray snow in her hair. And the sound that came out my mum probably cracked the earth. Like, it was so loud. But at the time, I'd assumed it was, oh, it's going to be funny. Kaylee's going to have snow hair. Um, I didn't realize that it was like a resiny plastic thing that would have basically meant we had to shave her head. <laughs> <laughs> like, I was literally like about to depress the button, but I didn't. So I got busted. But I just think it would be funny if we had to shave my sister's uh, head.
1: And instead, you got a lighter out um, and turned it into a flame thrower. Yeah, just, a... just burnt the house down. Yep. <laughs> Uh, at the Christmas tree market, uh, Joey seems to be doing a good job selling uh, before Phoebe interrupts him with a cool brown dead tree. She's crazy. Yeah. She's a crazy person. Uh, Joey is on commission. You know, you can't keep losing sales because of her. Like, who wants a cool dead brown tree? <laughs> no one.
0: Yeah, no, just get rid of it. I mean, yeah, when Phoebe's messing with your paycheck at the end of the day, you yeah. know, now it's time to be like, you're Phoebs.
1: I mean, this is where the friends do get weird. They, like, you know, she's she's driven out to wherever Joey's working. To spend the day at his job trying to annoy customers with dead brown trees, like, is not she got better things to do with her life?
0: Oh, I'd have her uh, escorted off the premises <laughs> if it's for about 10 minutes. It's nothing more annoying than when you work in a sales role. Like, I've never worked for commission, but I've worked at, like, a lot of sales where I have, like, targets or KPIs yep. I needed to hit. And I remember once working at a job, and the regional manager came down and decided to involve himself in my interactions and just kept costing me sales. And I just went—I just, just like, walked away from my boss and went, Go in the office! Like he's literally costing us money right now. Like I'm trying to meet my targets, and every single interaction he's got involved in, the people have walked off.
1: Yeah, I've certainly had that in jobs where you know you're doing your job normally. You you have your patter down, you know how ha- how to interact, and then they're coming along, going, "Oh well, do you want a, a, a loyalty card? Oh, do you want this? Do you want that?" And they're like trying to chuck all these like all this information at the customer. And you're like, "This customer doesn't want that because nope. I know what they want because I've judged them based on what they're buying, what their needs. I n- might even know the customer, right?" And yeah, so I get the boss is trying to get involved and make sure that they hit all their selling points. It's like, yeah, you've got 50 selling points. You can't have 50, you need like two.
0: Yeah, So, well, I mean, I don't expect them to know how to do my job because it's not their job to do my job. It's why we've got different jobs. But at the same time, I don't walk into your corporate meeting and start screaming percentages at people. So <laughs> stay away <laughs> yeah. from my sales.
1: Uh, we're then at a Brown Birds meeting and Ross has turned up. It gets creepier the more this goes on, I think.
0: See, Mark, this is a fundamental difference in our psychology here because I keep seeing it as sweet and adorable and you're like a creepy every time.
1: Well, yeah, because I feel like there's boundaries and even the teacher is like, and there's this man here. Looking. I mean,
0: it's unorthodox, but I don't think it's inherently creepy. Mm,
2: I,
1: f- I feel like there are boundaries with this sort of stuff. It would know, be like you go into a, a parent and toddler's class and just be like, hi. I'm the spare dad here. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean, it's worth way to find <laughs> dates, I'm sure. <laughs> uh,
1: you know, even the little girl next to him is overly aggressive, but she does use a grace, a, a really great word, uh, calling Ross a scrud. She's so sassy. <laughs> she is. Uh, I want to hear more about Hussein's scrud.
2: How many, uh, how many did you sell?
1: I'm not going to tell you. It's a bad man who
2: broke Sarah's leg. <laughs> hey now, that was an accident, okay? You're a big scrud. What's a scrud? Why don't you look in the mirror, scrud? I don't have to. I can just look at you.
1: <laughs> it's just so childish. See, a great, is, great comeback.
0: Ross is exactly where he belongs. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> I might start calling you a scrud from now on. Right. Uh, it reminds me of the song No Scrubs uh, by TLC.
0: Oh, uh, yes. I don't like that song. You don't? Um, it's toxic. It, it was a number one hit. It was. Um, my girlfriend was telling me the other day about there's like a male response. No pigeons. No, that's it. I've yeah, never so heard it so, it, so yeah. I need I need to hear this song. Uh,
1: it's like it's a comedy song. Uh, I know they tried to be serious. So like, yeah, the, here's our you know male alternate version, and it's like uh, it doesn't quite hit as good as
0: the TLC one. Like, it just doesn't sound as good. I always like it when people release songs and then like a, a response song gets released. Yeah. Um, what was that song back in the day that like F U, U, H, I don't want your back song, but there was, like, another song around it. Okay. And that was really cool. And then, obviously, the most recent example are, like, diss tracks, yep. where Machine Gun Kelly tried to come for Eminem for some stupid bloody reason. I
1: mean, they, they only kind of really work if you know what the beef is. Half the time you're like, oh, I, I don't get this. Because, like, Christina Aguilera had a load um, that came out because, like, she was dissed by... Probably Eminem, I think, it was, like, the first one, wasn't it, where she was dissed by him at, like, an award show or something. But, like, if you don't get the reference, like... It's like, oh, why are you, like, airing this stuff as, yeah, a, I mean, s- as a paid music song?
0: Yeah, I mean, at least now we've got Reddit.
1: <laughs> yeah, like, if it's just a throwaway thing where you just, like, dump it on the internet, fine. But when it's like, hey, the new- my new song is out where I diss someone, like, I feel
0: like there's more going on behind the scenes, definitely, there, like, in terms of marketing and stuff. Yeah, I mean, there's a great meme that says uh, Eminem dissed Machine Gun Kelly so hardy switch genre because he stopped <laughs> rapping and now it was, like, pop punk. Um, but, yeah, why would you ever come for Eminem? Like, if there's, yeah. there's one rapper in the world you shouldn't try to diss. It's Eminem. <laughs> yes, exactly. Uh, so we find out that the
1: first girl sold 321 boxes. That's a, s- a lot. Yep. The second, 278. Uh, good for Scrud. Yep. Uh, the third girl sold 871. That's crap, according to Ross.
0: <laughs> I'm like, that's crap. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, so much disbelief. Uh,
1: and he sold apparently 872 yep. on Sarah's behalf. Uh, I don't know how many he actually sold because he's, he's quickly writing down some numbers. So was it five hundred and twelve, or was it closer to eight hundred? Because when he says that's crap, part of me thinks he's saying it as it, as to like
0: deflect away, and part of it's like, oh no, I've done better. Oh no, he definitely got beat. That girl beat him. Yeah, okay. Um, probably by a lot. That's why he went one over. Did be like, oh, that's eight hundred and seventy-two, but that plan didn't work out, did it, Mike?
1: No, it didn't. Uh, because at Central Park, Ross tells the gang how he lost. Uh, some other girl gave her outfit to her 19-year-old sister who went to the USS Nim- Nimitz and sold over 2,000
0: boxes. Now it's creepy. <laughs> like, now it got creepy. <laughs> you think so? Why is a 19-year-old girl on a military ship in a tri outfit being fetishized? Now it's creepy.
1: Well, I assumed that they were at port... Rather, well, than, rather than just saying... Say yeah, I don't answer. think she rode out in a boat. That'd be
0: more impressive. I just meant we've gone from, like, girls selling cookies to go to space camp, Russ breaking the leg and feeling guilty and trying to help, and suddenly it's, oh, yeah, we put a 19-year-old girl in a child's outfit and that made lots of sailors horny enough to buy cookies. Yeah. Like, that. now it's creepy to me.
1: You are right. Like, I've never understood the whole cheerleader, nurses, school uniform
0: kind of thing. That's because we were the NHS. <laughs> <laughs> the NHS isn't it's, sexy, it's, Mark. No, it's a very blue <laughs> blue <laughs> yeah, uniform. Private hospitals <laughs> are sexy or cool. Yeah. The NHS is not sexy yeah. or cool. It's like, please wait in this corridor for six months for that heart, old lady. <laughs> <laughs> Just like your love life there. <laughs> yeah, very <pretty> much. <laughs> uh,
1: yeah. But yeah, I, I could kinda understand they've gone very attractive girl and she's selling cookies as a girl scout. Like I could kinda get it as like a like cosplay costume thing.
0: But you're right, like, the, the fetish of it is odd. Um, they ruined the brown birds, Mark. They ruined it.
1: Yeah, it's like I just don't want to think about, really.
0: Yep. Uh,
1: Rachel is back from her interview, though, that she had, thanks to uh, Joey. Uh, she blew it. She yep. can't even get her job back as Terry has hired a new girl. Uh, she's even got waitress experience. Ooh, fancy. I'm surprised Terry didn't hire a new girl long ago. Yeah. Like, why he kept her on the payroll for two and a half years when she's absolutely terrible, we...
0: Especially in America, when you can basically just go, you're fired, and then they're done. Like, yep. You could replace her and fire her in the same second. I think you could do that in the UK, like for that sort of job, anyway. No, you've still got like employment law and stuff. There still needs to be a reason you're firing them. They're terrible. The end, done. <laughs> then you've got to justify it, and then, got to... <laughs> rage, then got you got It's right, I think you can justify it. <laughs> no, it's so difficult to fire people in the UK, which is a good thing.
1: Um, but you... not, not within the first two years. You can make any, anyone redundant uh, within the first two years for any reason. No, can you? Yeah. That, that should change that. That's horrible. Reason. Yeah. Uh so yeah, they could have they could have easily got rid of Rachel for uh, for multiple infractions. Uh like giving away
0: coffee to her friends.
1: That's uh <laughs> not knowing about the tray spot that she thought was a nightclub. <laughs> 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 like At the same time I have to wonder, like everyone's going, oh, oh, the trace spot. Oh the trace spot's clean, isn't it? Like who's talking about the trace spot that often that she thinks it's a nightclub? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, so she can't get her job back and the, the new girl has waitress experience and can even make the little swans out of napkins, which is quite a cool technique, but I can't see them doing that often at Central Park.
0: That would totally be it. Look what I can do. Mm. Oh, and then, you know, the second you've passed probation, you're like, I'm never doing that again. Yep. Uh,
1: back at Monica's, the apartment is filled with Xmas trees. Not uh,
0: pretty Xmas trees, though.
1: Nope. because, uh, you know, Monica and Joey saved loads of the old dead Christmas trees. They must have got them for free. Like, they're going in the chipper anyway. Yeah, but I'm taking his own. Yeah, they're, they're like, fine, we don't have to get rid of, you know, the chippings or whatever. Um, kind nice of nice
0: of them to do that, but still weird. Like, it, it's a bit over the top, isn't it? It's very pandering to Phoebe. Yeah. But I do like how Monica was like, oh, is it this you sad because your mum died around Christmas? And <laughs> Phoebe was like, I wasn't even thinking about that. And <laughs> like, yeah, you know, they do pander to her quite a lot. But, and this is an ex- a harmless example, though, I suppose. Yep. Uh, There's a phone
1: call and it turns out Rachel got the job after all, despite blowing it. I think most people feel like when
0: they're in a job interview that they didn't do well at the interview. Or they did great and they don't get the job still. Yeah, I I don't know what I'm like to interview for jobs because I've never interviewed myself. But I always leave the interviewers feeling like, we got on as people. I have no idea if I'm getting the job. Like none. I've never been able to read the room well enough to know that. I got the easiest interview I ever had, Was I walked in, they asked me where I previously worked because that was a place of supposed value. Um, I was then told, see you on Monday. That was the shortest interview I ever had, one question. Yeah. Um, but for the most part, I have no idea. I know that normally that I got on well enough with the person to think, like, they would talk to me if I came back in. But in terms of giving me the job, no clue.
1: Like having interviewed people, I think it comes down to two things. One, how they answer some key questions about doing the role. Like, you can write down anything in your CV, but then if I'm asking you questions about your CV and your answers don't and not really strong enough or don't match up or just come across wrong then that's a negative negative. and the other is do we get on like are you an abrasive person you know are you swearing are you loud you know do we share anything in in common um even if we don't it's like do we we might not share have any like passions that we we have interest in but can we talk to each other fine or are we gonna
0: find it awkward or annoying um you don't ask that annoying question of, where do you see yourself in five years, do you, Mark? <laughs> don't, don't say do your wife, don't say do your wife. That's <laughs> a Family Guy joke, by the
1: way. No, no, okay. <laughs> yeah, uh, in Family Guy, the when does the interview, is like, oh, where do you see yourself? And there's like a picture of his like son and wife and like a whole family picture. It's like, don't say do you your wife. It's like, yeah.
0: like, you're working for me in five years. Yes. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, well, that's that's the thing. You no, know, you do ask people what their their plans are because people tell too much. Uh, so, you know, you'd be like, oh, where do you see yourself in five years? And if they're like, your job, well, you're probably not going to be high because I don't want you taking my job, especially if you're quite high up. Uh, yeah, like, you appreciate that they have passion for moving on up, but you hiring them for this job, not for one further down the line. Uh, but also, you know, let's say your comic book store, like, so Ryan, where do you see yourself in five years' time? And you're like, I'm going to work for Marvel and I'm going to write all the films and do the animatics and do this and do that. It's like, well, we sell the books here. Like, Totally different industry. You're, you're, you're going to want way more than what we're offering here. Uh, the answer should be, I see myself doing this job, but maybe slightly better. Because
0: that's what they want at yeah, the time. Just, it? I hate that question, though. I'm, like, I'm going to punish you for having aspirations.
1: <laughs> yeah, but at the same time, like I say, people say too much. And yeah, you, you can hear that. So yeah, if you're at a job interview... Don't have huge aspirations. You need like just little ones. Don't don't give it all away. You're you're being hired for the, the job
0: currently, not for the job five years down the line. I see myself as more experienced than an integral part of the team. <laughs> yes. While supporting company wide growth. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> that is probably the
1: perfect answer. Uh, you probably need to say it in a, uh, a less cheesy way. <laughs> but I'm sure many businesses would like the buzzwords you use right there. Yep. Uh, we're back at Central Perk. And Rachel is serving her last cup of coffee and in time on a tradition, it is wrong, but they don't tell her. No. She makes a little speech, but Gunther can't stay. He's too upset. too upset. He can't take it. Uh, As of this moment, she won't have to serve coffee again. And this is where we quickly cut to a new job where she's got to serve coffee for her new boss. Classic. Yeah. Yeah. Poor Gunther. Like, in some ways, he he probably is thinking, I might never see Rachel ever again. Like, sure, he will. the, The gang are always here, right? Yeah. But when you work with someone, you see them a lot more. You're closer to them. Like, you know, he spends eight hours a day, I assume, with her interacting. Whereas when she's coming in for coffee, one, he probably can't interact as much because he's working. And two, she might not be around as much.
0: Yeah, sometimes it's a little awkward when you you frequent places you've previously worked. And when you pop in, it's like, hi, how are you? And sometimes it's awkward, sometimes it's not. Hmm. But it's not the same as working with the person.
1: No. And certainly, I, I kind of think back to when I was at college, how, you know, every day I would hang out with people there, but I'd never hang out with them outside of college. And I regret, like, not doing that. Fair. And I feel like that with, with jobs as well. Like, definitely, there's been jobs where I'm like, hey, we got on really well because we hung out every day. There was no need to hang out outside of work. That's fair. And then when you leave the job, you're kind of like, well, we never hung out outside of work before. It's kind of awkward to do so now for whatever reason, or it doesn't fit or work out right. Um, and you, and you do have that regret. So I feel like Gunther's like that. Like, he is losing not just a friend, but obviously his attraction to Rachel. Blessing. No, she's not going to be
0: around as much. I mean, it's his own fault for never taking his shot. Yeah, pretty much. Not that she'd be staying if he did. I just, you know, it yeah. can't be that sad. It's your own fault. You never have to ride Gunther. You have plenty of opportunities. Yeah. You had how many hours a week. Yeah. Uh, back at Chandler's,
1: uh, Ross has brought the little girl Sarah up many flights of stairs on her crutches. Uh, so she can enjoy her very own space camp. Uh, the whole apartment is decked out in foil, black lights and space themed things. Uh, I hope she's enjoyed it,
0: but still a bit creepy, Ross. I mean, at this point, it's it's concerning again, because I'm like, why was her dad, you know, gambling addict dad, just let this man take her out of the house? Like visiting is one thing, because at least you're in the house. But yeah, it's weird that he's like, yeah, sure, daughter whose leg broke. You can just go randomly with the man that injured you. Yeah. That is a bit weird. But now I'm just worried about this poor girl and her, her upbringing and her college fund and just in general. Can we put her in social services? Can Monica adopt her? Like, someone do something.
1: Oh, yeah, because you look at what the, the guys have all done. Like, you know, Chandler had no involvement with Sarah. Neither did Joe. But they've decked out their apartment, not Ross's, their apartment in space-themed stuff, which is really cool.
0: It's very cute.
1: And I love the way they're like, hey, we're going to have, like, fun for, like, a day and, you know, very own space camp. Like, it's it is kind of really cool. If you forget that he had only just met her, really, and broke her leg.
0: Well, one thing I found out, like, I know the like, Space Camp and Russ works at the Natural History Museum, but surely there's some cool stuff in the museum you could have showed her as well.
1: Yeah, he could, he could have taken around the Natural History Museum, or he's probably got
0: access, right? Yeah, he can go anywhere. I mean, he could have been in and around, or, you know, let's go look here and go there. Well, or... I wasn't
1: even thinking that. Like, because of who he is and where he works, I'm sure he could have gone to one of the space museums in America and been like, hey... I'm head of whatever I do at the Natural History Museum and, you know.
0: Yeah, because you can guarantee that the space version of Russ is sat there whose kid is obsessed with dinosaurs and you'll be (laughs) like, well, you and your son can come check out behind, like, you know, behind the scenes of dinosaurs. Is is that Russ? (laughs) Yeah, Russ. Uh, Because, yeah, a lot of times in life it's just just about being cheeky and asking, to be fair, you'd be surprised what you can get away with by just going, hi, can we do this? People will go, yeah, I'm. Yeah, exactly. Um, And that's the end of our episode. You know what? I would consider this a classic episode of Friends, um, but I don't think the name's very good for what it is. Like in what? The one where Rachel quits? Yeah, we talk about this a lot. Where there's, there's, there's like different plots in Friends or plot threads in episodes, and the where Rachel quits is like the least interesting part of this episode. It leads to some much more interesting stuff later down the, low, later on the road. But you ought to call it the one where Ross broke the girl's leg, because I remember that scene and storyline really well. Rachel quitting is like momentary. The one where Rachel got the fear. Nope. Again, of <laughs> what Ross.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, this is clearly like a, a Ross-heavy episode. You know, it's all about the cookies, all about the girl. Yep. Uh, how how it has been like the the Joey and Phoebe stuff. Uh, like, it's, it's just a very it's it's like a C story really. Like Joey's got a job. Uh, he's, he's selling trees. Phoebe's upset, and that's it.
0: Yeah, Monica loves cookies, and Chandler yeah. does nothing.
1: <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. John, John is really not in this episode all that much. And, yeah, you're right. Like, the whole Rachel, you know, quitting is quite a small part. It is a Ross-heavy episode, and, yeah, it's quite enjoyable. I think it has some key moments in it, especially, like, the fear. Uh, I think that's a line that comes up for a lot of people. Yeah, And certainly the, you know, wanting to quit your job and actually doing it. Like, Rachel kind of makes... I think everyone feels happy, like, you wish you could quit your job in that way, but no, you have to be, you know, have to give them a letter of resignation, do it the proper way, when
0: really you just want to go, no, I hate it here, I quit. Uh, I've only ever, I've never just flat out, actually, that's not true, I have just flat out quit a job before. Uh, most of the time, I've ha- I found a new job. I, I'm, not, I'm too afraid. Like Chandler, I've always <laughs> found a new job before leaving the one I'm in.
1: I'm too afraid. I'm too afraid.
0: <laughs> um, but I did do, there people who kind of walk around, knock your door and try and get you to sign up for charities. Yeah. Um, I did that for two days, or a day and a half. Um, and on the second day, I just went into the is office and went, yeah, I quit. And he's like, well, I'm like, I've worked, what, 20 hours for you over the past two days, and I haven't earned a penny. And I don't want to do it. And he's like, what are you going to do? Go work at a cinema? What if people stop watching films? And I was like, oh, yeah, because that's going to happen. And no yeah. looks like it might with Cinework. <laughs> but at the time, you know, like, what, 15 years ago, I was just like, that's not going to happen, is it? But it's, yeah, no. I just flat out quit that. I didn't have anything to go into, but I hated it. Yeah,
1: as if people are always going to give money on the doorstep to random people asking for charity.
0: You know what I found? That in the really posh areas with the nice houses and the rich people, they were super stingy and didn't give that's a penny That's why out. they're rich. Yep. Where you go to the poorer areas and they'll be like, oh, yeah, I'll, help. I'll donate money for poor dogs or whatever because they, they know what it's like to need help and want to help. And I find that's quite sweet.
1: Well, yeah, I think that brings us to a close for this episode then. Yeah. Uh, nice episode. Uh, we're going to be back next week as usual. We're here every week. We yeah. are. And you can also find us on our Patreon at pre- patreon.com forward slash watching friends, where you can subscribe for multiple tiers. You can subscribe for a pound. Give us your support. Uh, help us to, to do more stuff. We, we've got like loads of cool ideas. We say this so every episode. Yep. I'm sure most people turn off by this point. I think next episode we're going to put it at the front, so you have to hear it. <laughs> Just drop it randomly. Just, uh, to, just
0: keep saying Patreon. Yeah, <laughs> or,
1: yeah. some of the other episodes. We, we should do that. Uh, but yeah, yeah, there's Tears where there's episodes of Joey. The next episode of Joey is going up shortly, as of this recording. Uh, there's those other things you can do. But yeah, basically you can help support us make this podcast that we do for free for you that you're enjoying, hopefully. You can also write to us at watchingfriends.com. There's an email form there tell us what you think of this episode. We'll read out your emails. And you can write to us at Twitter and Facebook... At uh, uh, Watch Friends Pod. And again, we will read out to those comments. And you can just follow us to know when new episodes are live and anything else that we're up to. Yep. Uh, and we, after this episode, have to talk about Jess running our uh, socials.
0: We do. So, i yeah. sure she will. Yep. Big old Friends nerd that she is. Yes, as you heard on, was it the third, second episode? It's the, which one was it? Is the one where no one's ready? Yes. Yeah, because she wanted to. Yeah, yeah. yeah that was her favourite.
1: Uh, so yeah so that's where you can find us Uh, you can also leave us reviews on iTunes that is always helpful but until next week it is goodbye from me cheerio